0: This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Balata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto.
1: It's Sunday night. Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show, where we dive into the ups and downs of modern dating and relationships. I'm your host, Laura Balata matchmaker, and founder of singleinthecity.ca. I'm a dating coach too, guys. (laughs) Now today, I have a special guest joining me um, to chat about the current dating landscape. My very good friend, Josh. He's a luxury realtor in the greater Toronto area. He's got so much personality. All the gals love him. Uh, He's currently single and active in the dating scene, and he has a lot of insight. And we're going to be discussing a range of topics today, including long-distance relationships, because we've both been in one. We give you a lot of insight into that, Uh, the evolving dating landscape in general, first date preferences, hot date spots in Toronto and so much more. You guys don't want to miss the show. So stay tuned, guys, as we explore the exciting world of dating with my friend, Josh. Welcome, Josh. I'm so glad you're here. Yay!
0: (laughs) I'm so happy to be here, Laura. Thanks for having me. Uh, What an honor it is to do the show with you.
1: I, I don't know why I didn't ask you before. I said Dee like says to me, Why don't you ask G's my assistant by the way? I love her. Uh, she says, Why don't you ask Josh? I said, You know what? That's a great idea. Because I needed to get it like Josh would be perfect for this. So absolutely you are. I mean, better
0: late than never, Laura.
1: Exactly. You know, okay. So let's start with we we have to start somewhere. Um, between the two of us, we we can, I don't know, we can start anywhere, but we're gonna start with long distance relationships. Because both of us have been in one and we know that long distance relationships can be challenging, but they also offer unique experiences and connections. And Josh, you uh, were in a long distance relationship last year. You met a girl from the States and you guys dated. I, I think she's in Florida. I'm not sure. Or California, something like that. Or she was. How did you make the decision to give dating like long distance a try?
0: You know, Laura, I wish I could tell you that it was a conscious decision. Uh, yes, I'm going to try my hand at long distance relationships, but that simply wasn't the case. I actually kind of fell into it. Um, I invited her on a bit of a trip. Um, I wanted to, you know, see if we vibed or not. And I was relatively open to it, but I wasn't sold on it. Once okay. we met and we vibed, it was just the feelings took over and the rest was purely emotional decision so it was never really a conscious decision on that
1: and uh, what did you value the most about a long distance relationship if you did like I mean because you know it, it does have its set of challenges you know but what did you value most about it would you say
0: yeah if I had to choose one thing with that specific relationship it was that we got a little bit of time to miss each other right? We're not yeah. always crowding each other. It gives you a little bit of time to be like, hey, I actually miss this human being. I kind of want them around me again. So that would be like the main thing for me. But also what I recognize is Laura, like when you're in a long distance relationship, if it's healthy or un- unhealthy, you can pretty much see it right away. Because you can feel that, right? If it's not mm-hmm. healthy, then typically you feel like you're, you don't have trust with that person. Like, what are they doing when I'm not there? You have all these, you know, insecurities yeah. that may pop out. But when you're healthy, when you're in a healthy relationship and you're very secure within that relationship, then a lot of those things, they are, um, you see them as more valuable than than liabilities.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the one thing that I I, I love all that you said there, and uh, we'll get into the trust thing in a little bit. But, uh, you know, the one thing that I really valued and appreciated about my long distance relationship was the independence part. And that I was still able to work on my own personal growth and goals. I was at that time, which was many years ago, I was building my business single in the city. And I felt like I needed that time to myself to do that. Um, Because, you know, let's face it, right? When things get serious and then you start spending all this time together. um, And then, you know, the honeymoon phase tends to dwindle. You may start noticing that you want to spend uh, less time with them. You know, you almost need that space to do the things that you really need to do. But at that point, when you've already been committing to spending so much time together, it, it can be a tough conversation to have, like, you know, having that conversation, like, hey, baby, you know, I'm wondering if maybe you can stay at your place tonight, I have a lot of things going on. And in a relationship where you're so used to sleeping over every night, the partner may feel or, you know, or hear differently, they may be thinking, Oh, you know, she, she or he, they're tired of me, or they want to explore other relationships, because it's not typically what you do. I mean, this is what happens, especially if there's a bit of that insecurity going on. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I feel that as well. When it's kind of like you can see the crack in the windshield when you're in that long distance relationship. It really puts things to the test a little bit sooner than it would if you were more local, right? I feel like if you can survive that initial, like let's call it six months, I mean, you probably know this better than me, but there's there's that period where the honeymoon phase kind of wears off and you realize, hey, I got to put some effort and some work into this relationship. It's not going to be easy. Um, After that period kind of ends and you're into the thick of it, When you're in a long-distance relationship, I feel like that comes a little bit sooner. I could be wrong, but that's how I felt, at least in my last relationship.
1: Well, hey, I mean, there's really no right or wrong. It's different. Yeah, Yeah, everybody's journey looks differently. Uh, For myself, mine, I didn't really know um, until, I think, the third year when I decided to actually move in. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. I think that people, you know, sometimes they present themselves differently, Mm -hmm. but that idolized version might not reflect the reality of their day-to-day life. You may think that you know them, but there's still a lot to know. So that's what happened with me Mm because we would only see each other on the weekends and it would be every second weekend. So I would go there, travel there every second weekend, and he would come to Canada because we'd like, we cross borders, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why I think, Josh, too, like, open and honest communication is so important in long distance relationships I think it's you got to ask questions yes <laughs> a lot of them you have to share mm-hmm. details about your daily lives you have to try to understand each other's environments and when you are with each other you know like do things you know yes. ask what, let, let's do something that you would typically do on the weekend you know I, I want to yeah so what do you think
0: yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think you raised a really good point here, Laura, uh, as you normally do. But like, I started that relationship in kind of a weird way where it, it wasn't the everyday life that we were experiencing when we first kind of met. It was more like every time we met up, it was like a grand, you know, there there was something larger than life about those mm-hmm. little meetups that we'd have, right? So, and that's not normal. That's not real life. Right? But I don't so, think you
1: guys ever left the honeymoon stage, Josh.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're probably right. Uh you you never left
1: the honeymoon stage because you I felt like in that relationship you were always kind of still chasing her a little bit, like really trying to win the prize, you know? Yeah,
0: definitely. Well, that that is the to blame there is me getting head over heels for a person super super quickly and it definitely wasn't typically like my style but you know what I just went with it and <laughs> sometimes you know some things happen so that was definitely a, it was a learning experience Laura it was a learning experience.
1: Yeah and I, I wasn't on board with it but again it's just <laughs> I, I, I really couldn't tell you what to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know I know everybody warned me but you know I see okay, for myself.
1: So let's get into the, the spark and intimacy part Despite mm-hmm. the distance, I, did you guys do anything um, like t- to maintain that spark and in intimacy while you were away from each other, or not?
0: Not really, to be honest. Maybe that—that's maybe that could be something, but you know, the intimacy was probably the only thing that was a constant. Like that was what was really keeping us together, to be honest. So, but we also saw each other every couple of weeks, so.
1: All right. And did you want to give any quick tip uh, to our listeners who might be in a long distance relationship on maintaining the spark and in intimacy?
0: Uh, my only tip for that one would be <laughs> just make sure that you guys are on the same page, uh, both romantically, sexually, centrally, because uh, that is something you don't want to mess up while you're in the midst of a relationship. Mm-hmm.
1: And use video. Yeah, use video. Video
0: is good, too. Very good. It's <laughs> a right. Very good tool.
1: And long distance relationships certainly have their challenges, uh, but they can also teach us valuable lessons and foster strong connections. So, uh, we're gonna move on from this conversation. um, But before we move on, we're gonna take a quick break. Stay tuned as we continue our conversation right after the break.
0: You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellata, your host, and uh, we're here with my good friend, Josh. He's a luxury realtor in the GTA, and we're discussing the ever-changing dating landscape. And before the break, we were talking about long distance relationships all about them um I just have one more question about long distance relationships for you were there any um unexpected benefits of or positive aspects of being in a long distance relationship that you discovered when you were in one because for me it was like the time like I just enjoyed having my own space I really loved it because I was building a business and I just didn't have the time to dedicate to a to a full-time relationship what about you
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Laura, I honestly, I think that when you are marriage minded and you're looking to build a a life and empire with someone, a partnership, like a true partnership with someone, there's a lot of benefits to the long distance relationship. And for me, the number one thing is that you can pretty much figure out what the insecurities are within the relationship so much faster. I feel like everything is kind of sped up. You spend a lot of uh, close quarters time with someone. Mm-hmm. Like, we would spend two weeks straight together, like, in the same exact hotel room or Airbnb or, you know, cruise ship or whatever it was. We figured nice things life out Nice
1: thanks. Faster. Nice life. I
0: know, right? <laughs> this um, girl obviously
1: but- didn't work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it really didn't work. Um, no, and-
1: I said this girl obviously didn't work. She didn't have a oh, job. She-
0: I mean, the relationship didn't work. She didn't work. Uh, a whole lot of things. Didn't work, you know? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the only thing that was working was me, both financially and in the relationship. But that's a whole different thing. Uh, I'm just really glad that these things came to light sooner than later. Um, that was the biggest thing that uh, the whole process is kind of sped up when you are long distance. You figure things out a lot quicker.
1: Right. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, Josh, you've mentioned to me, well, I've seen the attention that you get on clubhouse. So Josh is my friend on clubhouse. That's how I met him. And he helps run my rooms uh, in single in the city in my in my club on there. And anybody wants to get on clubhouse and, and join us, please um, send me an email Laura at single and I will make sure to, um, you know, to give you an invite. Now, Josh gets a lot of attention, and he's also mentioned to me that he receives a lot of attention from women as well, and he has a roster of women that he can call upon. Now, can you shed some light on the current (laughs) dating scene and whether you think dating dynamics have shifted over time? Because I feel like traditional gender roles and expectations in dating have evolved, you know? There's this Mm -hmm. greater emphasis on equality, uh, mutual respect, and shared responsibilities And I feel that women express more of what they want now. And uh, you can shed some more light into that. But I I, I do. I feel like they tell you what they want. They make the first move more than not nowadays. And they also like making decisions. So what has your experience been like?
0: Yeah, well, this is a total hot take, Laura, because this is just my personal (laughs) experience. But you, you know me, this, listen, I feel like, the first time I got shouted at by a woman that I took on a date uh, because I offered so graciously um and generously to pay for the meal, she yelled at me. she was offended. She was highly offended. Really asked- like
1: okay, how old was she though because I don't you're not gonna get that from gen gen X's um
0: right You're right. Not. she was twenty eight.
1: okay, so she's a millennial, all right, okay.
0: Yeah, she's definitely a millennial, um, very millennial-esque, the way that she approached the situation. Um, She really, like I said, she was offended. She, She was raising her voice and she basically told me that I was acting as if we weren't in 2000 and whatever it was, 21, I think at the time, 2022. Uh, no, it's 2021. Um, She was like, "What? we're not even in 2021 in your mind, are we? And I was like, oh my God, she's coming for the low blows. She did not like that.
1: <laughs> I, well, I guess she's not for you I, because I know you and Josh is a complete gentleman. Like he's just the type of guy that if he takes you out on a date and he's in his early, early 30s. So if he takes you out on a date, he's paying for it. I know he is.
0: Mm-hmm. If he's,
1: taking you he's going to take you on the vacation you're not taking him on a vacation how did that make you feel and did that change your perspective at all
0: it changed my perspective on her but no (laughs) nothing else so you're going to
1: continue to pay for first dates
0: yeah there's nothing that would ever happen on a first date that would change who I am as a person and as a man Because for me, that's deeply ingrained in who I am as a person. That's not going to change because I have one, you know, let's call it, quote unquote, negative experience with a woman who doesn't believe in, I guess, traditional gender roles. She -hmm. thinks that now we should all be looked at as equal. So that's not my ideology. That's not the way that I live my life. And that's okay because we weren't a match, as you as you said
1: yeah I don't understand that mentality, really. ladies. why do you want to wear the pants? Okay, <laughs> just
0: I, I'm hard. wondering the exact same thing.
1: I don't know, but anyways, I'm not here to you know judge anybody or different strokes for different folks, right? So yep. uh, now, Josh, you also mentioned women throwing themselves at you,
0: and mm-hmm. I've seen them
1: throw themselves at you.
0: Yes. Do you
1: think modern dating has made women as promiscuous as men.
0: quite possibly um now with the the tinder culture the online dating app culture um people feel like they can just have an unlimited supply of people so hey if it doesn't work out with this person i have a thousand other people on the conveyor belt let's keep it pushing let's keep it moving and yeah i i feel like that has had a a huge part to play in it
1: but do you feel that women are as promiscuous as men
0: though uh some
1: you get get a lot of women that you can just dial up and go hey come over
0: yeah yeah. i would never
1: they get that's just not my style but yeah and today's day and age like are women doing that more and more
0: they they you know what definitely more now than they were like back in the day like the the setup that i have in my life i wish i had when i was like in high school or just just after high school because it was so (laughs) hard yeah, when I was in like grade 12, grade 13, Laura, like I remember I did not think I was in a tr- I wasn't like as confident as I am now. I don't feel like I was as good looking as I am now. So, and also I wasn't as refined as I am now. So I feel like back then it was so hard to get things going with someone, whether it's romantic or sexual, whereas now it's the exact opposite. I feel like now I'm I have to kind of shoo them away. Um it's a whole different climate for me personally. So at this point, um, I would definitely say women can be, I don't want to overgeneralize, but they can be as promiscuous as men are for sure.
1: When I was in high school, I was so afraid of guys. I liked them, but when it came time to getting intimate, I was afraid. I remember, was it grade nine? I think some guy, he jumped, well, he laid on top of me at a party and, and I could, all I could feel was something hard and I, <laughs> I freaked out. And, and he, it was like, he was kind of pulsing into oh. me. Um, well, we had clothes on, but I was so scared. I was so scared. Uh, yeah, I wish I was, I was a little timid. And that's what I don't understand. You, you hear about some women or some girls and getting pregnant at like 14 and young, young, young ages. I just, uh, I just don't understand it.
0: Yeah, they they wanted to check out that Tootsie Roll. Um, and I guess, <laughs> fortunately for you, you were you were okay with not checking out the Tootsie Roll. I get it.
1: Yeah. And one more question before the break, really quickly. Have you encountered women who are in open relationships?
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, I got invited on a date with a girl who was in an open relationship and she definitely uh, was just a bundle of energy and I, she wasn't honest about it. So that's where she went wrong with it. And
1: and would you date someone in an open relationship?
0: No, no. I can't date someone who's dating someone else. Me neither. (laughs) right right I'm I'm a Leo I'm too greedy I want I want you to be obsessed with me
1: all right I know and I'm a Leo too I'm the same (laughs) way if you're not obsessed with me it's over okay (laughs) guys we're gonna take another quick break stay tuned as we continue our conversation right after this
0: Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's news, today's talk, 640 Toronto.
1: It's Sunday night. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta, joined by my guest, my good friend, Josh Rooney. I'm just kidding. Josh (laughs) Rowe. He's like, don't call me that. Although you've been calling me this Laura, but what do you call me?
0: Bolita.
1: Bolita, <laughs> But that's what I get for calling you Josh Rooney. Right. Um, and we're chatting about the ups and downs of modern dating. Okay, that's what we're talking about. And before the break, we were mentioning how we were Leos and we need our partners to give us attention. They really do need to be obsessed with that. <laughs> Katia, our technical producer, she's also a Leo. And what did you say, Katya? Katia. I'm a Leo, but my boyfriend, he's a Pisces, so it's not, we're compatible, we make it work, but like our love styles are a little bit different. But is he obsessed with you? Absolutely. Like, do you need that? Do yeah, you need absolutely. That, right? And when yeah, I was we... single before, like, trying to find someone who was obsessed with me up to my standards, it was pretty hard. Okay, well, listen, I need to talk to you after the show, this <laughs> whole like, I'm not really compatible with him part. <laughs> I'm not sure that flies with me, but we'll talk about it later. Okay. Okay, Josh, let's chat about dates. Now, can you tell mm-hmm. us what you enjoy doing on first dates? What are some of your favorite things to do? Or what is your favorite thing to do on a first date?
0: Interesting question. So I, I'm i not a serial dater like that. Um, I'm not one of those people that, constantly goes on dates uh one after another it takes a lot to for me to take in a date uh, i can't lie uh and when i do i kind of go all out for it so i like activity based things i'm not the typical hey like let's grab drinks or let's go get some food or a coffee shop because for me i want to see how you can roll with the punches so to speak um and i know it's a lot to ask for a first date but realistically laura if you're on a first date with me we already kind of know the We know each other, right? We have a good basis for who each other are. And we know that we're probably going to vibe. We've had phone calls. We've had FaceTimes, whatever it is, right? So for me personally, I love activity-oriented dates. Like, let's, you know, go for a walk together. Let's go skating. Let's go rollerblading. Let's do an escape room. You know, something fun like that. Even a bowling alley. I I like those um, Lucky Strike because it's kind of like bougie. I love that vibe.
1: I like activity dates too, Josh. I think that when you participate in an activity together, it can really reveal compatibility, um, your shared interests. Uh, you can observe them in a fun environment, uh, see how they work as a team, and also gives you something to talk about. Really, like I think an activity breaks the ice too. It takes the pressure off and creates this opportunity for natural and more relaxed conversation. So I really like activity dates, but I I'm not like you in terms of, you said that you really need to get to know someone. And, and I know this about you. Um, I'm the opposite. I'm like, uh, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like, I want to, we're having conversations online. I mean, I have a partner now, but we're having conversations online. Like I want to meet up with you within a week or two. I really do. I, I just want to know if that chemistry is there. Um, but casual date please like in a coffee I'll do that I'll do a drink uh, but I really like a walk right grab a coffee go for a walk get to know someone of course not in the woods you don't know like, people please don't go into the woods with a stranger please
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably not advisable right don't don't go into the woods with a stranger <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, what are some of your favorite date date spots in Toronto
0: oh you know I okay I love a bunch of places Dave and Buster's has slowly become my favorite
1: (laughs) okay talk about Dave and Buster's why is it so good for a first date
0: okay for me personally I love the variety okay so you walk Mm -hmm. in there you could literally do anything you could go for some food together split some hors d'oeuvres some starters you could go get some drinks like they have a full bar there now it's like They've got their own VR. Uh, yeah, I think it's a VR that they've got there at uh, the Square One location. Downtown, they have it as well. Um, they've got all the arcade games. There's so much variety there that you will just have an entire night full of fun. And there's no way that you're not getting to know that person, whether it's good or bad.
1: What a great, great, great idea, Josh. Thank you. Um, any others?
0: Yeah, I, I like going skating at uh, Nathan Phillips Square. Uh, obviously, that's seasonal but that has been super fun as well because i almost want to say the best part is if your date actually doesn't know how to skate that well because now as a man i get to take charge lead and almost show them how to teach them something um same with top golf mini putt those are things that typically not everyone's like great at those things you can teach them how to do that and take that kind of masculine role yes
1: yes 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 okay and any places because You've taken uh, myself and our friend Lindsay out for dinner a couple of times now at Luma in Toronto, but are there any other places or any restaurants that really stand out maybe that you want to mention?
0: Yeah, I like I like Gusto. Uh, we went there recently. Uh, I took my brother and his girlfriend out there. It was so much fun. The vibes are immaculate. The food was fantastic. Did you say Everything Gusto? Here? Yeah, uh, Gusto 101, I think it's called. Okay. Uh, hopefully I've said that correctly. Yes. Uh, the other one I really like is Petty Cash. I really like Petty Cash at like King in Portland, I want to say downtown. Um, that place is always a vibe. I feel like they've got DJs, they've got dancing, they have, you know, always like cool people. It's not hoity-toity, it's very chill and people dress up, which I like because I like to dress up.
1: Perfect, thank you for all those. Now, when you did mention that you only go out on a date with someone if you're really sure about them. Um, why is that? Like, because I'm different, right? I'm the opposite. And but why is it that you would only go out on a date with someone after getting to know them really well? Like, don't you just what? What if there is no connection after chatting for so many months? Like, what a waste of time.
0: Yeah. I, okay. So maybe I didn't like convey it completely properly on that one, Laura. But it's not a long process we're talking like a week, two weeks tops. What? Um, Okay. Yes. Yes. So basically (laughs) my whole, my whole vetting process, Laura is like, okay, number one, I have to be immensely attracted to you. Like physically, that's That's, number one. That's every man,
1: every man, every man.
0: Right. If I'm not like overwhelmingly attracted to you, then realistically you're not going on a date with me. I'm just so, so like, that's just the way I am though. I can't help it. That's number one. And, I'm talking about, I like a good face. I like a good face. I can (laughs) I like a good face, Laura. Um, And then number two is you can't be crazy. Like you can't be totally off your. Crazy. Yeah. Right. You can't be crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. I need to at least talk to you on the phone one time or get a voice note. As soon as I get a voice note or we get on a call and I can see how you like literally communicate with me in real time. That's all I need. As soon as I see that you seem sane, you got a good head on your shoulders, we're good to go. It's a date.
1: Okay. So if you can't see yourself having sex when you first meet her, it's a done deal, correct? Because I feel like women don't grow on men that not mm-hmm. looks wise. Right. Most of the time. Am I correct?
0: Most of the time, yes. I think. I think you're correct on that. I feel like I, for I, me personally, I've definitely, oh my God, do you know how many times Laura I've been on a, like a date or a dating <laughs> app where they're like, yeah, he's pretty good. And then they get to know my personality and I'm like, why is he the hottest guy on the planet now when he was like a seven, a few minutes ago, you know, or like a six, you know, mm-hmm. like
1: it's different for right. us than it is for right. you that I do right. feel that, you know, I feel like if, if men can't see themselves having sex with the woman when he first, they first encounter, then it's that attraction never really grows i mean okay i mean not in every single situation but in general for the most part right Mm -hmm. yeah i'm right on that okay dating is fun but to get there you have to meet someone first we'll be diving into this right after a short break don't go anywhere
0: CA Toronto's News Today's Talk 640 Toronto
1: I'm having so much fun here tonight on the dating and relationship show. You're listening to 640 Toronto because I have my friend Josh Rooney. No, his name really is not Josh Rooney. It's Josh Rose. He is a luxury realtor in the GTA and we are discussing the impact of dating apps on the modern dating scene. Well, we're going to do that right now, actually. We haven't been discussing that. We've been discussing everything else about dating, though. All right, so, Josh, you mentioned that dating apps can give this false sense of options.
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: Last night, what you said. So can you elaborate on that?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it has become a smorgasbord of, like, just options and a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and all-you-can-eat buffet of sorts, um, but with people. <laughs> right and you just like okay what flavor would i like today looks like i'm gonna go for a ginger oh maybe i'll go for you know uh you know a nice um latina girl or whatever it may be right so i feel like it's pick your flavor at this point and people feel that from these apps which may or may not be a good thing
1: yeah and dating apps can make it seem like there are a ton of options to choose from but you need to remember that not all of them are the right fit for you so there it's really not a board because. You can't just choose whomever you want. (laughs) They have to choose you. And some of them aren't even really available. They look available, but they're not. I can't stand when people are just out to waste other people's time. Like, they're just like, I'm just dipping my toes in here. You're basically dipping your toes in there to waste people's time. I'm just dipping my toes to see what's out there, to see, no, you're not ready. So just don't put yourself out there.
0: That was my whole last relationship, Laura, uh, was just a whole big waste of time. So I I can totally see where you're coming from on that. Yep, it was a royal waste of time.
1: But wait a second. That's different because you actually had a relationship. So that relationship, Josh, wasn't really fully a waste of time. I'm sure it taught you some very powerful lessons, didn't it?
0: That's right. You know, I, and, and I'm, I'm partially joking on that. I mean, it really wasn't, it, it, it was a very valuable lesson to be learned, a very expensive lesson nonetheless, but you know, that's beside the point. Uh, we're not going to go into that today, but or maybe we can, but, but that's uh, why
1: you're not going to overly, overly indulge, like overindulge. And you right. have a tendency to really spoil but right, right, with that moving
0: forward. Yeah, I think that the, the most valuable lesson that I learned was probably don't make the first date a 10-day cruise to the Caribbean. Probably uh, not. Probably not, right? Probably yeah. not, yeah. Yeah, so lesson I think, learned.
1: <laughs> I think it's important to take your time, look beyond appearances, because I'm sure that was one of the reasons why you got in trouble. You were so addicted to her look. I remember you telling me Uh uh, and get to know someone on a deeper level before making really big decisions. And remember that quality is more important than quantity when it comes to finding a genuine connection. So guys, please keep that in mind now. um, So this, you know, like I call it the paradox of choice. And we kind of talked about it a little bit last night where, people are always reluctant to make a choice because they think that something better is always going to be coming along. Right. So what do you think? I don't know. What do you think is a danger in that when you're, you're just like never focusing on one potential connection, you just keep like throwing everyone away and just like, okay, forget it. Like, I don't like that about them. I don't like that about them. I don't like that about them. And you just find faults in absolutely everybody, right? What is the yeah. potential like risk in doing that?
0: Yeah, well, the the potential risk in doing that is exactly what I'm basically dealing with right now, which is you know <laughs> I have a oh, geez a laundry list of women that continuously throw themselves at me. Good looking women too. These are these are women that I actually find attractive. And they're fun to talk to, but I know that it, it just won't go any further than that on my end, at least. Um, and with the danger of that, I guess, or the repercussion of that is maybe it takes me a little bit longer, but like to find a connection, but I'm okay with that. And that's why I do that, why I'm comfortable doing that, because I love being within my own company. I, I like being alone. I like doing my thing. I have a beautiful life that I've created for myself and I'm not in yes, a hurry to get anything done, you know?
1: hmm and uh ladies he's he's created a very beautiful life josh you're an amazing guy you're gonna be an amazing husband for uh Thank some you. lady today and he wants babies like he's 30 is it 31 or something
0: yeah turning 31 oh. in like 60 days
1: yeah so um i'll be posting him so if anyone's you know like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, um what have your experiences been like with dating apps in general? Like do you like dating apps? Do you not like dating apps? Because people are, are constantly complaining to me, right? Like I run a dating company, guys. Like for those of you who don't know that, you're just listening in today. I run Single in the City. I host a ton of singles events, and I feel that meeting people in person is the way to go. Um, especially if you're burnt out with dating apps, you're not getting anywhere. Get out and meet people face to face. It's the best. So, what has your experience been like with dating apps? Like, do you like it? Do you not? What do you think?
0: Well, first of all, I want to say I'm a giant proponent of exactly what you said, Laura. Um, you need to get out there and physically meet people. So I feel like in person, like exactly what you do with at Single in the City is that is the way to go. So just wanted mm-hmm. to, you know, give you your props on that, because that is the way to go my last three relationships have all come from in-person connection. None of them were built online. So I just want to say that as well. So I, I, I'm actually not a huge fan of the online dating. I'm not even on any online platforms anymore uh, for dating at all. I, I don't have any apps. Um, I get more than enough solicitations on Instagram clubhouse and TikTok. <laughs>
1: yeah. But a lot of people don't Josh. So for those people who don't, get the attention that
0: you, right. <laughs> you if typically you, if, do. Right. If you, if you really aren't kind of creating any connections or any interest with people online, whether it's like, you know, your, your own social media platforms, then look to, you know, avenues like Single in the City. Um, and if you really aren't creating that, that success there, then maybe try the online dating apps. There's, there's no harm in trying them, right? There's nothing terrible about them, all the things they say about them. If you use it the right way, that's what I'll say.
1: Mm -hmm. So, and and I'll give you guys a little bit of advice on how to use dating apps the right way. First, you have to set clear intentions. So before diving into dating apps, you have to take some time to really reflect on what you truly want. Well, who are you in the first place and what you truly want and prioritize in in a potential partner. So understand your own preferences, your values, your deal breakers, Um, all these things are going to help you narrow down your choices and focus on those who really align with your goals and what you're looking for. And I I feel like it's a wild, wild west online. Sometimes people don't do that. They don't even know what they're looking for, what they want. Um, Don't you agree, Josh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are uh, flippy floppy, flimsy people that they don't know exactly what they want. They're definitely just, they are bound to be time wasters. So it's good to to kind of identify those things early on rather than Mm -hmm. after you've already met and invested some time, some money, some emotion into it.
1: Yeah, and you always have to trust your gut too. If something's telling you something's off, right? Like if your gut's telling you something's off, then believe your gut. Your gut really doesn't lie. So trust your instincts and look at the red flags too. Because they will present themselves and we tend to overlook them. But I mean, if somebody, you know, is looking for, let's just say you're you're swiping through, you see a profile, they're looking for a threesome or something. I mean, or are not they're not looking for anything serious. And you are. Well, don't entertain that person. Don't think that, oh, I'm gonna they're so good looking, I'm gonna change their mind. No, mm-hmm. they're telling you they're not looking for anything serious. So believe them.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I feel like you go in with a nice set of kind of mental criteria. Okay, she needs to be Latina, she needs to have a really nice face, she has brown eyes, whatever you go in with things that you everybody has these things, right? So be really clear on those things. And when somebody tells you something, believe them, right? Like if they tell you, hey, like, I just got out a relationship, I'm just mending right now, I'm just healing, believe them, you're not going to change them.
1: Exactly. And why would you want to get into a relationship that's mending right now? Right. Also, take break, guys. Take breaks. I know, Josh, you're very good at t- taking breaks. Um, yeah. Go slow. And please, guys, don't make it a full-time job. Okay? You have a job. Just don't make it this, your dating dating apps, a full-time job. Or you will get burnt out. And if you do get burnt out, take a step back. Right? Take a step back and then go in with new pictures and a new outlook. All right. That was it for today, Josh. Like, I mean, this was such a great show. I had so much fun with you and I really would love to have you on more often. Uh, I love the female male dynamic kind of thing. So where can people learn more about Josh?
0: I mean, they can definitely check me out on the gram. It's at (laughs) Mr. Josh Rose. I believe I just changed that name. Uh, That's pretty much it. Honestly, I don't want people following me on other things. Instagram is the place to be. You can interact with me there and, um, I, I look forward to being on the show again, Laura.
1: I look forward to having you. And guys, if you're single and you're looking to meet the love of your life or you're looking to meet new people in the city of Toronto and also in the GTA area, visit singleinthecity.ca. If you want to connect with me, you can reach out to me at official Laura Bellata on TikTok and on Instagram. And um, yeah, that's it, guys. So thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you next week. Ciao for now.